Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Yeah.
Jesus Christ, amen. amen. And then, um, God bless you, amen. amen. And before we uh, sit down or we continue with our message, I uh, just want to thank uh, the pastor for this opportunity. Amen. And then I think um, it is his birthday. I think it's not wrong, but still I saw, um, was listening to one of the messages. In actual fact, the congregation were singing happy birthday to Brother Brennan. Amen. So um, I think it won't be wrong if we can just sing uh, happy birthday, happy birthday to our dear and precious pastor here. Amen. Uh, Hey, ogo te kamo pele mukhara yoro pele. Appreciate it, Pastor. Uh, we are really grateful, and then we appreciate it. Um, thank you, musicians. Uh, let us turn to our Bibles without waste of time. Um, God bless you, Pastor. Amen. May God grant you all the desires for your heart. May He bless you and give you more wisdom. And protect you, amen. amen. So turn with me into our Bibles here, just without waste of time. Psalm chapter, uh, Psalm chapter, uh, Psalm hundred, Psalm hundred, and then let's read from verse um, three and four. <clears throat> The Bible says, if you've got it, um, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. In verse 4, the Bible says, And enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him 
and bless His name. Amen. Um, and let us just bow our heads and gracious eternal heavenly Father, thank you once more this evening. Heavenly Father, we have read your word. You know you are the only interpreter, Heavenly Father. May you come and reveal yourself unto thy children, Lord. Bless them, Heavenly Father. You know everyone's needs, Lord. Heavenly Father, those who are sick, may you heal them, Heavenly Father. Who, those who, Heavenly Father, they are troubled, Heavenly Father. May you come, Heavenly Father, and give them answers, Lord. May you bless them, Heavenly Father. Bless our dear pastor here. We pray and we commit everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Once more, we, we are really grateful once more this evening. And we're not going to be very long here. I just want to um, speak on a particular title here for a while. And then we'll just wrap up and call upon our pastor once more. <clears throat> Now, if you can turn with me again into the book of Luke, chapter 17, and we're just going to read a few verses here for our text. And then Luke, chapter 17, and let's start with verse 11. And if you've got it, the Bible says in verse 11, and it came to pass... As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. In verse 12, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. In verse 13, and says, and they lifted up their voices. So all of them, the ten of them, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. In other words, and the Bible says in verse 15, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And in verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Verse 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Verse 18, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Verse 19, and he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Amen. So the Bible speaks about ten men that they had leper, and then all of them, they were shouting and saying with a great voice that, um, talking to the Lord that he may heal them. And then um, in the message, Everlasting Life and How to Receive It, I want my title there. And then preached in 1954, December the 31st, paragraph 31. And Brother Brenham says, and I quote, But first I want to express my gratitude to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that has saved me and has washed me in his own blood and give me 
this grand and glorious hope that someday I will see him face to face. Now, just for the first sentence here, it says, I want to express my gratitude to Jesus Christ. And I want to title my message this, this evening, Expressing Gratitude. Now, we know everyone is aware that we are living in a very difficult times where people, it's very difficult for people to say thank you. So people are no longer appreciating for anything. Now, in the olden days when we grew up, myself, I grew up in rural areas, so we didn't have luxury of having cars or taxis, whatever the case might be. If you go to town, you use a bus. Now, in a bus, you'll find that when we are full, because there were no lot of buses, it will be one, it comes in the morning, and then it takes us back, and it will be only one or two of them, amen? amen. Then, but um, when you are sitting, maybe it happens that to the next store, you'll find that the next stop, there come an elder person that will be coming, and then as a young man, you'll stand up and give a seat to an elder people. So that's how we appreciated our elders. And then even if you don't know the person, but you'll have that, that let the elder person sit. And me as a young person or me as an able person, if you are a little bit older, but you can be able to stand and then you'll be able to afford that space to an elder person. So that shows that we were grateful for our elder people. So we were very, very grateful for that. Amen? Amen. Now, here the Bible speaks about these 10 people that they came. All of them, but when they came to ask that they can be healed by the master, all of them turned with their loud voices. They were saying, Master, have mercy on us. The 10 of them. But when they, Jesus said, go and show yourselves unto the priest. Now along the way, they find themselves being healed, being cleansed, all of them. But there was only one person that went back to glorify the Lord, to say thank you. All the nine of them, what, what did they do? They never returned. So it indicates in actual fact how the people are. How the people are. They don't really appreciate. And people, they don't say thanks. So we live with neighbors. We live with, our, with, with relatives. We live with people that we know. But it's very rare, honestly speaking, to hear people really thanking other people. And I was thinking and reading the scriptures, and the the Bible says, Jesus says, when he speaks to his disciples, he says, whatever that you do to these little ones, you are doing it unto me. So a person that is not grateful for that person next to him will not be in actual fact, he won't be able to have a gratitude to the Lord Jesus Christ. So you start with a person next to you. I think there is a lot of things that we can be grateful of. We can appreciate the person that is next to you. You've got parents that they brought you, 
They, you made, they made sure that you grow up so you can be able to say, I'm really grateful for that. Amen. Amen. Now these men, they suffered from leprosy and they were Samaritans. They cried out, they cried out for Jesus to have mercy on them. And Jesus heard their cries and he healed them. And he instructed these men to show themselves to the local priest. That they are ceremonially healed. And the men they did. They, they, they followed the instructions that they must do. Amen. Amen. The nine of them went their separate ways. Perhaps they went and they celebrated that we are healed. Perhaps they intended to share the good news with their loved ones. Perhaps they were just eager to rejoin the society and just be happy that they see that now they can be able to live their new lives. So that's how people are. We look forward maybe to go and rejoice and look forward to go and show other people that um, we are healed or we are so and so. We have that. But we forget one thing. Amen. Just going back to the Lord himself. Amen. So this man also had, he, he had also his own plans. Maybe even similar to theirs. He also wanted to show himself to his own family. He wanted to show himself to his own relatives that I am now cleansed. But there is only one thing that was in his mind that before I can do everything, I have to keep the Lord first. Amen. So in everything, Brother Brenham says, whatever that we do, we have to keep him first. Now, in the message, Jehovah Jireh, 1955, November the 17th, paragraph 12. I just want to read. He says, our Heavenly Father, first we want to express to you our gratitude. So in his prayer, he says, the first thing that we want to do is to express our gratitude. Because that we can call you our Father. We can call you our Savior. So, first of all, I want to express our gratitude to you. He's our Savior. That is why we can. He was our, he's our Creator. So, the reason why, why we are here. Our people are sick, we are still okay. We have to be grateful for that. So this man returned with a loud voice and he glorified God. And he fell down on his face, giving Jesus thanks. So he worshipped him. Amen? So whatever that the Lord is doing for us, we need to come back and say thank you. Amen. Amen. Now, let me just take you into... I just want to read one quotation more before we, we...
continue. In the message, I think it's Hebrews. Just look for it here. Um, In the message, Hebrews preached in 1957, August 25th. It's chapter 2 and paragraph 30. Now, Brother Brenham says now, now, the preaching of the word, we enjoy it. But that's not the main thing. That's not. We should not worship the Lord just after we get through preaching the word, as we usually do, just to worship him. That's wonderful. But we should worship him every hour of our lives. When we are at work, we should worship him. Every time the opportunity presents itself, worship the Lord by testifying of him. If you see some of you ladies, see a woman in the wrong, worship the Lord by taking her and saying, sister, there is a better life than this. So by testifying about him, you are worshiping him. So talking to a sinner or a brother or any other person that speaks the, the, the name of the Lord in vain, you just take him by the hand, you are worshiping him. You men at work, when you hear a man using the name of the Lord in vain, get a chance to one side and slip over and take him by the hand and say, there is a better life than this. You shouldn't use those words and tell him in a meek, gentle way, all those things is a worship. Amen. 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 So all those things that you are doing, you are worshiping him. So you are, in other words now, it's a gratitude to him. And when we see someone sick and the doctor says there is no more can be done, we ought to worship the Lord by telling them. There is a God of heaven that answers prayer. Amen. 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 So we need to be worshiping the Lord by doing that. He says when we get that kind of a purpose in our heart. Amen. Amen. So always when when we we need to worship him by doing that. So problem says now when you see somebody in a wrong you go to him by doing that you are worshiping the almighty God. In other words now you are you, you are so grateful to him. Amen. Amen. So this man he came and he worshiped him and then he was so grateful. Yeah. Hallelujah. So there are some few characters in the Bible that I was thinking about them. That because of their own lives also, they came to worship him. Amen. I think we all know that there was a woman. That it happened that she came, and then we know the story that she came, and then she brought something that she, she brought, uh, sort of in Luke chapter 7, I think, she brought an, 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 is it an oil or something like that. Yes. And, and a very expensive one. Yeah. So, because the Lord deserves the best. Yeah. 
he doesn't deserve the second one. He deserves the best that you have. So it was something that was very expensive. And she came to worship the Lord. So by doing that, she was showing there. She was there. She was, she was showing. And she was, so, she was full of gratefulness. Amen? She, she, was, she, she knew that she was not even worthy. So people that know that they are not worthy for this, the mercy and, 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 and the grace of God, and they worship him always. They are so grateful for that the Lord has given them life. So the same life that you have, you take it back and then you worship the Lord. Amen. So you give it whatever that the Lord has given unto you, you give it back to him. In the message teaching on Moses, Brother Brenham, we know there is, a, there is a scripture that he reads. He says, now, whatever that you, you try to keep to yourself, you will lose it. But whatever that you give it to him, then that one you won't be able to lose it. So whatever that the Lord has given you, anything, then you give it back to the Lord. It reminds me of a woman in the Bible, and her name was Hannah. And we know her story that this woman, and then the Bible says, she was there, she was always crying. Because the other woman, she, was there, she had children, she was the only one that didn't have children. Amen. And I can imagine that if you've got another woman there that has got children, you are the only one that doesn't have children, even now it's, and you are a married woman. It was so difficult for her, the Bible says she was crying. When they go and worship, the only thing that was in her heart is that the Lord will give her a son or a a child. So this woman was always there and she was so, she she preserved that she was praying until until early. She told her that maybe she was drunk while she was there in the temple and she was praying unto the Lord. And the Bible says now, if you read very carefully that in the book of Samuel, and the Bible says thereafter, when the Lord gave, has given her a child, yeah. what did she do with her? She gave the child back to the Lord. So it's not only a child. Any other thing that the Lord has given you, what you must do is that you worship the Lord by giving it back to him. It's a, it's a very simple thing. Amen. When you see somebody struggling, sometimes you see an old woman coming out, maybe out of the shop, and struggling with whatever that she's having. You worship the Lord by going to her, just assisting. Amen. It's all people we are nowadays. It's all about me. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, but if you want to worship him, you are so grateful that he, had, he, he is so merciful unto you. You express a gratitude Amen. through, you, you express those gratitude. Amen? Amen. Now he says, now, Hannah did the same thing. Amen? Amen. Now she gave Samuel unto the Lord. So that's how we must be so grateful. Amen? So Brother Abraham says, that's how now you worship him. When you see somebody going out of line, the only way that you can worship the Lord is go to him and tell him there is a better way. If a person is a sin, there is, there is a better way. And you tell him in a gentle way. Amen. 
Well, sometimes approach is very important also. We approach people in a very wrong way. Amen. An attitude of a Christian should have a very good approach. Don't say because I feel I'm much more better and you go and tell your family that you're all going to hell if you don't want to repent. Hallelujah. So we don't do that. We talk to them in a right way. Hallelujah. So they, they say the approach, in actual fact, it matters most how you talk to people. Hallelujah. Other people will never listen to you. I know the pastor always says, we know all of us, we've got that particular uncle. Yeah, Yeah, that we know that he's going to misbehave. So the best way to to go and and talk to the uncle is just to go and approach him in the right way. You know, sometimes we've got this great product that we know about it. This great product, this message of the hour is so great. It's no doubt, but the only thing is that the way we approach people, it's, it's, it's not right. Hallelujah. People end up saying, no, you can just leave me with whatever that I'm doing. Hallelujah. So, and there is no more, we can't, we can't continue anymore there. Now, in the message, faith is our victory. In 1958, in October the 4th, Brother Brenham says, paragraph 44. When you get that kind of a purpose in your heart, God is going to open the windows of heaven. Something has to take place. You've got to get to business with God and have some purpose and some gratitude for him saving you. For him saving you. Have some gratitude. If you are grateful and then you've got gratitude. And when you see a sinner, you know that I could have been the same as this man. Amen. So, you know, sometimes I was... I was listening, Pastor, and Brother Brenham says, we have to play the games according to the rules. He says, sometimes even if you do something right, but you don't go according to the rules of the game, he says, at the end of the day, you will be disqualified. He says, if you run a marathon, and then it happens that you run faster than any other person, you become first. And they find out that you didn't run the race according to the rules that you have been given them. He says you'll be disqualified. Now, life, Christian life is got rules. We have to play this game according to the rules. We have to approach people in the right way. We have to do things in the right way. Otherwise, at the end of our race, we will be disqualified. And it's simple as that. Hallelujah. I think those who, some like us, that we went to school those days, now you'll find that there is some special instructions that they will tell you that you must answer the question accordingly. 
they give you red rules that you must answer this paper according to the instructions that are given. Yeah. If they say you write the answer only, that's what you must do. Yeah. You can't write the whole sentence, and even if you put the right answer, you're going to get because you didn't follow the instructions correctly. Hallelujah. So we need to play the games accordingly here. Now, but I want us to say we have to understand that we need to express our gratitude through our own lives. We don't need anything bigger. With your own life, you need to worship him. Hallelujah. By coming to church, you are worshiping him. Talking to a sinner on the street, you are worshiping the Lord. So you are grateful, you are appreciating the grace that it has come to you. You also, you are like this person now, you say, you can come also. So that's how we need to worship him, amen. So when you see somebody suffering, whether it's a sickness or whatever that is happening, you need to tell him or her that there is a better life. So you are worshiping the Lord. So that's how we need to be grateful. So and we show and we express it. So it mustn't just be with you, but people need to see the expression of that gratitude in you. Hallelujah. So by saving him. Daniel, paragraph 45 here. He says, and when Daniel had purposed in his heart, the devil made him prove it. But we find out that it stood good in the face of a hungry lion. Daniel gives us an extreme example of the power of our faithfulness and gratitude to God. Despite knowing that he will be killed, he chose to give thanks to God. Ultimately, his choice to worship and thank God despite the cost became incredible testimony. The only testimony that you'll have is that you need to be grateful to God. Amen? We need to appreciate him all the time through our own lives. There is a story that I read about David. They say David was so grateful to the Lord. You know that we know that Israel, they had an ark and it was taken by the Philistines. Now when the ark was returning, this man was so grateful. He was so happy. He was happy. The Bible says he danced. So he forgot that he was a king. He was so happy for the ark. He was so happy for the word coming back. So it was a restoration for the word amongst his own children. So the Bible says now David was so happy that he was so grateful. He was so thankful to the Lord. So David didn't bring any other thing special. David, he knew how to dance. So he made sure that whatever that the Lord has given me, I'm going to dance today. Hallelujah. 
So to be grateful to him doesn't need much. That's why I said, by just coming to church, it shows that you are worshiping him. So David, he went before the Lord and he, he danced. While he saw the ark was transported back to Jerusalem. And the, the Bible says he, he could barely contain himself. He was so excited. And he danced before the Lord with all his might. Not only half, but with all his might. He was dancing before before the Lord. All his might, with all that he can. So there was no reservation for David. He gave all that he can before the Lord. Hallelujah. So, and he was a king. I wonder if we, some of us we were kings. Just before even the people then saying, I'm going to dance before the Lord, who will be reserved. But this man, he, he didn't care that he was a king. He knew one thing for sure. That the reason that I'm the king is because of the Lord. He took me, I was just, I was nothing but just a boy looking after the sheep. And the Lord was very gracious and he chose me amongst my own brothers. So there was nothing special about him, David. He realized that there was nothing special about me. So therefore, the Lord took me and he made me a king. So I cannot be ashamed before him while he is the one that made me a king. So I have to dance with all my might. With all that I can, I will dance before him. People are very ashamed about him. Hallelujah. We mustn't be, I mean the message of the, let, let, you see, I, I also like what the pastor says always, that we mustn't be ashamed of the prophet of the hour. No, we all know that the message took us somewhere. Yeah. We were all going in the morning there and drinking some juice. And we didn't know any difference. Yeah. I mean, we, we were doing that. There, there is no person that says, I understood much more better. We were there doing the same thing and going to church. And the message of the hour came and he took us out and we realized that these things are wrong. So why today? So I can stand here and be like David says, since I knew him while I was still a young man and today I'm an old man, but I've never seen the Lord forsaking his own child. So David, being a king, he danced before the Lord with all his might. His display of thankfulness was so great until his wife felt embarrassed. Until his wife said, I must have a word with this man. Maybe I must remind him that he is a king. He's not supposed to behave in this way. 
Hallelujah. But David had an answer. Was he knew that his wife wasn't there when the Lord made him a king. Hallelujah. He was nowhere to be found. This woman, he came while this man was already there. Hallelujah. And he told her that I, tomorrow, watch me. Just watch me tomorrow. If you felt embarrassed, watch me tomorrow. Hallelujah. I'll still dance before him. More than you saw me. Hallelujah. Because he gave, he knew what God wanted. So those are the people that they realized. And they saw the mercy of the almighty God. And the prophet says, we need to be very grateful. We need to appreciate him. We need to worship him. We need to be thankful. For us to be able to wake up. For us to be able to still breathe. For us to be able not to be sick. For us to be able to be, not to be, to, to still to be alive. There is a reason. We need to worship him. We need to express our gratitude to him. The people need to see how we express, how happy we are. How we express ourselves before him. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you read about this Hannah, she waited for long. For long for her to, to have a blessing. For the child to her was a blessing. Amen. And there was nothing else that she can do except to go back to him and say, thank you, Lord. Amen. So we are all blessed with 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 some kinds of things we are all blessed we've got children with anything we are blessed with we have to go back to God and say thank you and brother Bram says the more you say thank you to the Lord we are the bride of Christ in any man any man if your wife comes you buy something for her come there brother um, with a a dress and you know that my wife likes this dress you buy it for her and she says thank you thank you to you Ah, brother, I'm telling you, next time when you've got money, the first thing that you think of, I am going to buy another one. So, so it, it, in a natural, it's just people want, if somebody appreciates you, you want to do more. And Brother Bram says now, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, as the husband of the church, when you are always grateful to him, and you are, so, you, you are so grateful and you are thankful for whatever that he has done to you, tomorrow he will do more. Because us as human beings, we really want, we really want to be appreciated. Hallelujah. Any other person wants to be appreciated. And if you appreciate, the more you appreciate him, the more he wants to do more. You appreciate him today. In actual fact, men are very simple. 
men, men are very simple. Sisters, men are very simple. If, if, if you, you, don't, you don't have to make a noise with a man. You don't have to stand there and say, you will do it. No ways. He's not going to do it. Just, just, just praise the man. You will see the man is very simple. Just praise him that I know my heart. I, I knew that when you come, you're going to fix it. I'm telling you, even if he doesn't know how to fix that particular thing, he will make sure he's going to ask. He will phone the other brothers and say, how, how do you do that thing? That, that, that's how men are. Men are so simple. They are very simple. They, they, they are very simple. It's nothing but the truth. There is not, I've never had a single man that his wife will tell him that, tell him that you can do that. And say, no, I can't. I've never had that. He can't. Yeah, if, if your wife says, I know that you can do that, he will definitely do it. Definitely will do it. So it's, it's a simple thing that, you, that's how you, you manage him. I know how you will do it. You will do it. You, you, you don't even tell him alone. You, in front of children, I know your daddy will do it. <laughs> you will see that that man will have pressure to make sure that he's done. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he will make sure that I want to prove that I'm a man here. And I will do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the Bible says in first, in, in Colossians, let, let's just read Colossians 3 verse 17 in closing. And, and, and hear what the Bible says here. Colossians 3, verse 17. And whatsoever you do in weight, whatever that you are saying with your own mouth, or whatever that you do with your own hands, or whatever that you are doing, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do everything, whatever that you do, if you pray, you pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever that you are doing, you do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever that you do in words or in deeds. Giving thanks to God the Father by Him. So, being grateful. Being thankful. Expressing your gratitude in whatever that you are doing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians five sixteen. In closing, the Bible says sixteen chapter five. Pray without or oh, rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. In other words, be happy. In Psalm 100, the Bible says, must know that ah, ye are the Lord, he is God. 
Now the Bible says here, rejoice evermore. Just be happy. In verse 17, Brut, pray without ceasing. So you rejoice. After rejoicing, you always worship him. So by praying, it's just you pray, you worship him. That's why Abraham says now you worship him everywhere. So in other words, you pray without ceasing, you pray everywhere. By helping a person, you are praying there. And verse um, 17. Oh, verse it was, oh, 18. In everything, give thanks. There is no exception here. In everything as a believer, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. Let us learn to be thankful. Even if you send a child just to say, get me a water, you need to say thank you. You are teaching the child to say, if I do something, I need to, you need to say thank you. Hallelujah. So in everything the Bible says, you need to say, be thankful. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. Whether you believe or not, but we must know that he created us. We didn't create ourselves. We are his people. We are his creatures and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his, into his gaze with thanksgiving. And, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Let us stand on our feet. And expressing our gratitude to him. Always. Let's sing a worshiping, my brother, while the pastor comes.
principle in life. Uh, a brother I know 
had a stroke. Couldn't move. His mobility was taken away from him. Then he was obviously, for a few weeks, he was wheelchair bound. Came to the church, the word was preached, and ultimately was healed. After he was healed, he came to give a testimony and say, For those weeks where I was confined to the wheelchair, I wished that God could grant me, grant me another opportunity just to raise a hand in church. Amen. Prior to that, there were many times where you could have raised the hand in church just to glorify God, but he took it for granted. But when he was in that condition, he said, Lord, just restore me. I will always raise my hands in church for you. Let's not wait until we are there to express our gratitude. Amen. Brother Rumi say, or some scientist says, if you don't know what you can be grateful to God for, just be grateful because the acid that is being used in your digestive system to help you digest food, it says it is so dangerous that it can digest your digestive system. So as it digests, it comes to a point where it is regulated by the grace of God. So there is many things that we can be grateful for. This message to us, it's a gold. Much better than gold. There are so many things. The family that we have in the message is gold. Amen. The lives that God has granted us, people have been taken off the earth prematurely. But we are preserved. Again, we want to say, Lord, we appreciate you for the longevity in our lives. There are so many things that we can be grateful for. Let me just say, if we were to strip you of your arms, your legs, your ears, and you remain like that, what would you exchange to have them back? A lot of times, the, you know the problem, the reason we are not grateful, Brampanian, is because we use the wrong things to be grateful upon. Things that come and go. But there are certain things that you will never lose. Then that's where you must begin to say, Lord, I appreciate you. There's so much, there's so much to be grateful for. Brother Branham speaks to a man. This man was poor. He was doing odd jobs. That's what Brother Brandon uses. Moving from job to job, you know, peace jobs. And he goes to see Brother Brandon. Brother Brandon goes to see this man. He says to this man, this man says, Brother Brandon, I'm very poor. Brother Brandon says, I beg to differ. You are very rich. Amen. Now, a man says, I'm poor. The prophet of the age says, you are rich. Amen. Then he says, look at your lovely wife. She is as loyal as she can be. How many billionaires will give their billions just to have a wife like yours? And he goes, he says, how many billionaires will give their billions to have children like yours? By the time, the end of the conversation, the man says, Brother Branham, I'm rich. But why was he saying he was poor? He was using a wrong criteria. To be a message believer, you're already rich. To be a Christian, you're already rich. Amen. So we really, really 
appreciate the message. Uh, we appreciate. We can the gratitude. That means we are we are grateful for what God has spoken tonight. A round of applause for the way. Let's say rain, Jesus. There is something, there is a quotation, Brother Lucky, on your phone. I'm going to need it here just to wrap up and give you another punchline to reinforce what was spoken here. He spoke about something very critical about an approach. Amen. Rain, King Jesus. And then thereafter, we'll be praying. I'll read this quotation just to affirm what was spoken tonight. And then we are going to move into prayer. Rain. Brother Brenham says, a lot of people embrace him as the Savior, but they refuse to embrace him as the Lord. He says, because Lordship leads to rulership. He said, when you play a game, a game has got rules. Abide by his rules. Reign, King Jesus. Not reign in a church, not reign in heaven, but reign in my heart. Let's worship him as we wrap up. the building. How many can raise their hands to the Lord and say rain? time. Every hand raised to the Lord. Reign King Jesus.
Jesus. Reign our Lord Jesus. Reign Lord Jesus. We glorify your name. We glorify your greatness, Lord. Let us shame the devil one more time. He deserves all our praises. He deserves our worship. together. Now there is two ways to approach anything, my brethren. That's the right way and the wrong way. May I stop here a moment in my story and say I think that's what's the matter with me. And many of brethren, of us brethren. And many of us brethren. We've got a great product here. We've got a great product here. But we are approaching the public wrong with it. Too much. Making us isolationists. Have you ever met such people? Amen. They lack relatability to this life. If people speak about whether they cannot engage. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There is another quotation that goes with this, but I was just affirming where Brother Brim says, there is nothing wrong with our message. He says, it is the manner in which it is presented. Great product sometimes not being presented with love, with compassion. Amen. So we appreciate the message tonight. Let's just sing, be still and know that I'm God. Do you mind if all of us, we're going to pray? On Sunday we spoke about how one woman's prayer was measured on a machine and it almost clocked up that machine. 
I wonder when believers gather together in this manner, if we were to put that power on a machine, there is no machine that can record that. I think tonight, let's not ask anything. Let's just say, Lord, we thank you. Don't ask anything. Just say, Lord, we thank you. He has given you an example about a man and a woman. And Paul says, when I speak about a man and a woman, I speak about Christ and the church. You want to move God, break about his greatness, what he can do. You'll see him saying, goodness, let me put seven mountains before you so that I can remove them and glorify my name. All those mountains before you are going to be moved. There is no trial that is forever. There is no trial that is eternal. Everything comes for a season. There is no permanent winter. For you, while you are going through winter, say, God, I thank you for the summer. Because I know summer is coming. Amen. Let's just worship him. Be still and know that I'm God. And all of us, we're going to go into prayer.
bows our heads about let's pray gracious heavenly father we appreciate you tonight we've heard dear god how the prophecy is the first thing that we have to do is to put you first and for that matter tonight we just want to appreciate you for so many things that you have done in our lives there is a poet that says count your blessings one by one and lord when i look at the blessings that are there in our lives dear god they are immeasurable many times we want to use world standards to measure blessings but dear god tonight we are not using world standards we are using the weight standard first and foremost we want to thank you for the unadulterated weight in the end time secondly we want to thank you dear god for this spiritual family that you have given unto us many times we are misunderstood by our natural families but i'm glad there is a spiritual family that understand dear god our makeup secondly we want to thank you dear god for the preservation of our life we know dear god there are plagues that are striking the world the whole world is going into chaos because of this latest plague called coronavirus but heavenly father i am glad to report that there is a god who is a healer and none of the believers in china are affected by this disease and we thank you for that report dear god and heavenly father i am glad it will be so around the world none of the believers will be affected in any way we are applying the token heavenly father we appreciate you for tonight we appreciate you for the sweet anointing in the building we appreciate you for the minister that delivered to the way we are just full of appreciation dear god sometimes dear god things are not going right but we're going to thank you that you are still got on the throne the devil may come with storms the devil may make things to go hey what but the heavenly father we're going to thank you and say rain king jesus rain the lion of judah in our lives in our homes dear god in our places of work in every area of our land in our churches dear god we say rain lord jesus and lord we know that when you rain you'll drive the devil out that is why we say be still and know that i'm god you are the kind of god that can never be overwhelmed by any situation we thank you dear god tonight for healings that are yet to be attained we thank you dear god for all the victories that are yet to be attained we thank you dear god for the problems that are yet to be resolved we thank you dear god because we know it's already done and by faith we know it is already done and satan you are a liar in the name of jesus christ we bind you you have no role to cause any any interruption in the lives of the children of the living god we pray for their marriages we pray for their families we pray for their workplaces we pray for every area of their life oh lord we know that you're going to come in a special way and move upon their life that's why we can say tonight we thank you for being a god that is way beyond 
the worldly problems. Thank you, dear God, as we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Even this service, as we close it in prayer, oh dear God, we pray for the believers, for the traveling mercy, the same angel that led them to church. May the same angel lead them home. May the same angel protect them at home. May the same angel protect them at their place of work. May you go wherever we go. Let us be protected, Heavenly Father. And those that are sick, heal them in the name of Jesus Christ. We appreciate you, dear God. All these things, we appreciate them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We appreciate him. Amen. I know Sister Cindy wasn't feeling well. May God completely deliver you. He's the God of bonus. For the sacrifice that you made while sick coming to church, he must heal you and give you extra. Amen. How many know that he's a God of bonuses? Hannah says, I need a son. And the pro- God says, you're not only going to get a son, but you're going to get a son plus a prophet. Yeah. Hallelujah. God is a God of bonuses. May God grant you the traveling mercy as you go home. I appreciate the well wishes for my birthday. Amen. I'm not getting older, I'm getting better. Amen. Just give us a song till we meet on Sunday. Have a blessed week of what remains of it.